0: Welcome to the Life Central podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Welcome to Life Central. It is so good to have you connect with us today, especially if it's your first time. If we've not met yet, my name is Roman, and just so grateful to have you here. For all our church family, always good to have you come and connect with us. Now, we're living in very interesting days, aren't we? We are experiencing change all the time. Some of us love change, some of us hate change. But change is around us all the time. And we're experiencing a lot of it right now. And the truth be told, we all want to become better people. We do. So to become a better person, there's a certain amount of change that is necessary. No matter what area of life we're looking to become better in. Whether you want to be stronger and healthier, being health-wise, or whether you want to be more creative, or, or, or more skilled, or maybe it's relational. Maybe you want to become a, a better friend, or a better family member, a better spouse, a better parent. But the truth be told, even if we get really inspired and start doing things better, it's tough to actually stick to that new behaviour. It reminds me a lot of what the Apostle Paul said when he wrote to the church in Rome. And he said, the things that I don't want to do, I find myself continually doing. And the things that I want to do, I don't do. And it's like he's saying, man, left to my own devices, I will keep repeating the same bad habits that I've built up over time. And Habits are like these compounding interests of change. Whether it's negative or positive. Ramon, what do you mean? Well, the same way that that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. Think of it this way. If I had to for lunch today, be faced with two options of meals. Uh, Fast food, like really unhealthy food, or a well-balanced, home-cooked meal, really healthy food. And I chose either. By the end of the meal, you wouldn't immediately see the effects, would you? It's not like if I chose the unhealthy meal, I'd stand up from the table and automatically have a belly. Or if I ate the really healthy meal, I'd stand up from the table and I'd have a six-pack. I mean, if only it were that easy. However, if I made that same choice day after day for three weeks, for three months, for three years, and allowed that interest to compound, then I would start to see a definite difference. And it's so true that oftentimes we feel like we need to make these big changes to see these big results, when in truth, a slight change in your daily habits can guide your life to a very different destination. And no matter who you are, if there's one thing I know about you and one thing I know about me, is that. We all want to be the best that we can be. We all want to end up in a really good place relationally. We all want to end up at a good destination financially. We all want to end up at a good place spiritually, emotionally. And the truth be told, it's our behavior that gets us there. And Each behavior casts a vote for the person that you want to become. Can I repeat that? Each behavior casts a vote for the person that you want to become. If you cast enough votes in a certain direction, you start to believe that truth about yourself. Coming back to our eating plan, if you eat a well-balanced meal uh, five days a week and you train five days a week, somewhere along the line, you will start to believe that you are a healthy person. The opposite is also true. So our actions cast votes for the person that we want to become, I wonder if you had to stop and just look at the votes that you've been casting over the last little one while wow. what is the uh, what's the person that you slowly becoming? It was Sean Covey who said this he said, "Our habits will make us or break us we become." What we repeatedly do." Scary quote. Um, A little while back I I read a book um, called Atomic Habits by the author James Clear. Excellent book. I can highly recommend it. And in his book he essentially addresses three levels of change. He speaks about outcomes, processes, and identity. So change <laughs> based on outcomes, change based on processes, and change based on identity. And he, he essentially speaks about if our approach to change is based purely on the outcome. So, hey, I want to lose some weight <laughs> and all I'm focused on is the outcome, then the chance of lasting change is very slim. But if I go to a higher approach for change and I look at my processes, when I address my processes, my processes will ultimately change my outcome. And the chances of lasting change is much higher. Then he speaks into identity and he says outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do, but identity is about what you believe. If you want long-lasting change, you need to change what you believe about yourself in that area of life. For example, if you believe that you are an unhealthy person, chances are very good That you're an unhealthy person. If you keep believing, I cannot quit this, I cannot stop this, I am addicted, chances are very good that you will remain addicted. He, in his book, uh, James Clear brings in a story of a lady who so desperately wanted to lose weight and it had kind of gone the whole um, outcome approach for so long. And really struggled and it didn't work for her. And then at one point she she changed her approach and she started asking herself a question that spoke into her identity, not her outcome. She started asking herself, what would a healthy person do? What would a healthy person do? So whenever she sat in front of a menu, she would ask herself, what would a healthy person do? And then she'd order. And then she would have to travel five blocks to go to a meeting. And she would ask herself, what would a healthy person do? Take a taxi or walk five blocks? And she'd walk five blocks. Take the escalator or the stairs. What would a healthy person do? Take the stairs. And just by asking her herself one simple question that spoke into her identity, what would a healthy person do? I want to be a healthy person. Just by doing that, she lost a whack of weight. But more importantly, she became a healthy person. So now when it comes to you and me, how do I change what I believe about myself? What do you change? How do you change what you believe about yourself? I wonder if you've ever stood in an art gallery and just listened to the the banter around different pieces of art. I don't know if you've maybe listened to to what people say as far as their opinion about the work is. I mean, all of a sudden everyone's a critic, isn't it? (laughs) You know, everyone's like highly uh, learned when it comes to art. And everyone's got their opinion and everyone would look and give their interpretation as to what that piece of art is all about and what the artist was thinking when they created this piece of art. Is their opinion true? Is their criticism true? Is what they believe the artist was thinking or doing at the time true? How do we really know? How do we really know? What's the truth about that art? Well it's simple. Ask the artist. Now very recently um, my wife and I had the privilege of, uh, of going in and, and doing a bit of a tour with a family member of ours who's an artist, a young guy by the name of Chris Sol. Um, go check him out. He's got some incredible work. Um, but Chris invited us to not just go and do a, a, a gallery tour and, and go and like see some of his art, uh, which we've done several times by ourselves and kind of had to interpret stuff for ourselves. <laughs> this time around Chris invited us to come and do it with him. He he did a bit of a tour where he took some people through an exib- an exhibit that he was busy with. And um and the beauty of it was he spoke us through his work. And I can remember on the day we arrived there and as we were standing at his first piece of work, we were waiting for the group to gather so we could start. And as we were standing there, I started listening to to the opinions to all the highly acclaimed couch critics. (laughs) And just hearing what they believed his work was all about and it was very interesting. But then at one point, the tour started and Chris, the creator of the art, turned and started to speak to us about what he'd created. He started to speak about its creational purpose. What he intended for that piece of art to be. Very different from the conversations around that piece of art. How do I know what the creational purpose of a piece of art is all about? It's simple. Ask the artist. I wonder what's what's the truth about you today? What's the truth about your identity? Is your identity caught up in the critic, in the opinion? Just for a moment imagine Jesus had just listened to the opinions, to the critics, Imagine he had based his identity and, as a result, his habits and, as a result, the course of his life on what others thought. I mean, in all truth and honestly, he seemed to be, to his neighbors, an illegitimate child, born as a a refugee into a conquered nation, an oppressed people by the Romans from a town that it was said that absolutely nothing good can come from that town. (laughs) Had a reputation of being a friend of notorious sinners, of being a drunkard and a glutton. What if that is what he'd based his identity on, his habits on, and as a result, the direction of his life. But you see, Jesus, Jesus developed a habit. Jesus developed a habit of going and going past the critics, past the opinions, and going and spending time with his Father. Throughout Scripture, We see how it says, and Jesus went off by himself to pray. And Jesus went to a quiet place to pray. And Jesus went to a secluded place to pray. And as it was his custom, he went into the Mount of Olives. What did he do there? He prayed. Jesus developed this habit to go and meet with his Father. To not pay attention to the voices of the critics, to the opinions of people and to build his habits and his life around that. No, he developed a habit to go straight to the artist, to go and connect with the heart of God and to base his life on what God thought about him. I wonder where you at today. Is your life based on what people have always said about you? As a result, have you based your habits on what the critics have told you you are? Have you based the direction and the trajectory of your life on that? Man, my prayer for you is that you have based your life on meeting with the artist of your life, the creator of the masterpiece, as scripture tells us you are, to find out what his creational intent and purpose was in creating you. A.W. Tozer said, the most important thing that you think about is what you think about when you think about God. I want to add on to what Mr. Tozer said and say that the second most important thing that you can think about is what you think about when you think about yourself. See, we need to understand who God is in our lives, what we think about when we think about God. And in return, we need to understand Who we are. Because ladies and gentlemen, if I have a bad image of God, I will have a bad image of me. I was recently visiting with a friend and unfortunately he'd cast some votes into a direction that led to him behaving like a person that I don't believe he was created to be. And as a result, his actions hurt some people that he loves very dearly. And he found himself in a really tough spot. And as we were talking, I just asked him if he had allowed God and invited God into that space. And in return, he, he answered and he, he said, you know, Ramon, I believe in God as Creator I don't believe in God, the magician. And in order for my relationships and, and these things that, that have broken to be fixed, I'm going to need a magician. The sad part for me is that coming back to what Mr. Tozer said, the most important thing that we can think about is what we think about when we think about God. Is that if my friend just had more time with God to catch his heart and to catch his heart for his life. That he would know that he doesn't need a magician, but that God as Father, that he's also a redeemer. That the whole reason for him sending Jesus was to redeem relationship between God and man, to restore relationships. And that just as God did that for each and every one of us, that that God's heart for my friend would be to bring about the restoration of relationships if he let him in. The most important thing that you think about is what you think about when you think about God. But at the same time, what you think about yourself. I wonder... When last did you spend time really connecting with the creator of your life to find out what is his creational purpose for me? If my identity is going to shape the habits of my life and as a result, the direction of my life, man, then shouldn't I go straight to the source to find out who I am and what I was created for I wonder today what do you think about when you think about God what do you think about when you think about you is your identity focused on what the critics have to say on what the opinions have been about you or Is the outcome, you know, what you've got, what your identity is wrapped up in? Is your identity wrapped up in the process, what you do? (laughs) Or is your identity wrapped up in whose you are? The fact that when God looks at you, (laughs) He sees His child might be a child who's running away from Him. It might be a child who's running toward Him. But when He looks at you, He looks at you through the eyes of a loving Father. Over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be exploring a habit that changes everything. It's a habit of meeting with the artist. It's a habit of catching his heart. It's a habit of prayer. And as we, as Jesus, got into the habit of doing that and as we just pursue that habit over the next couple of weeks, I want to encourage you to Come and check in with us next week and the week after. Keep checking in with us. Keep journeying with us on this journey. But for today, let's just take our first steps in creating this habit. I want to follow the advice of Mr. James Clear, where he says, hey, it's not just the outcome. We need a process. (laughs) So let's set up the process. Choose a time. Choose a place, set a reminder, whether it's an alarm on your phone or something, something to help you remember to get into the habit. And during that time, just allow God to start changing what you believe about Him and what you believe about yourself. You may be saying to me, Ramon, I have a prayer life, like I, I pray. I hear you, but when last did you speak to God about who He is? Not about what you need or want, but about who He is. When last did you speak to God about who He created you to be? And as you're trying to establish this habit, ask yourself, just as that lady transformed her identity in one area of her life by simply asking, what would a healthy person do? You're wanting to transform your identity, your habits, your course of the direction of your life? Let's harness that and just ask ourselves this question. Whenever we're wanting to make a decision, whenever we're going into that time of, of prayer, man, what would a child of God, What would a child of God do? And just like Jesus, I believe that a child of God will be getting into this habit of just connecting with a Heavenly Father. Maybe you feel like you don't have the vocabulary. Let me help you out with a couple of words during that time as you just have found the time or made the time, uh, found a a quiet place where you can connect and your reminder's gone off, (laughs) to then just come and sit before God, stand before God, whatever, just start talking to Him. But just say to Him, I want to know you more. I want to know you more and I want to see what you see when you look at me. I want to see what you see when you look at me. I want to know you more and I want to see what you see when you see me. And I believe that as we do this, that God will start showing us exactly who He is in our lives and start showing us who we are and what His creational purpose is for our lives and I pray that you will join me on this journey starting off over the next couple of weeks but that'll become a lifestyle as it was a lifestyle in the life of Jesus let's pray father God I thank you Lord that we can just trust you in these moments Lord father God I thank you Lord that when you look at us you see your children Lord Lord I thank you that we have the privilege of being able to call you father not the best version of an earthly father but lord the ultimate father the perfect father and lord i thank you that just as an artist would create something and and know exactly why they created it i thank you that so you look at us and you go my boy, my girl, I know exactly why I made you. Come to me and find out. So Lord, I thank you that as we approach you, we can say to you, Lord, I want to know you more. And I want to see what you see when you look at me. And I thank you that in those moments you meet with us, you engage with us, And you start revealing these things to us. We love you, Lord. And we thank you that you are faithful in these moments. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If you need to reach out to anyone, please reach out to us on our social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, at Life Central Midrand. We love you and I look forward to seeing you next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.